Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to episode 13. I'm really excited to be having a chat today about making the best of a global pandemic. This is pretty crazy and I feel like it's just such an awkward time to navigate and so many of us are just not knowing what to think or what to feel or how to act and so I thought it would be a good idea to just sit down and have a chat to you guys about I guess my thoughts on the situation, how I'm sort of coping and hopefully give you guys a little bit of guidance or ways in which you can cope yourselves. I have just totally noticed that I've been putting off um, recording this podcast because I don't want to put the dogs out of the room. Most of you know I work from home a lot of the time anyway, but I have um, my little puppies Willow and Franklin with me all of the time. But whenever I record, I obviously can't have them in the same room as me because like literally you would hear them just in the room making noise, chewing shit, whatever. So I have to put them out, but they get so sad when I lock them out of the room. And I literally have been letting that stop me from recording a podcast. It's so funny. And then today I was like, Jesse, get your shit together. You can see your dogs in 20 minutes. Some people go to work for till nine till five and they survive with other animals. You can survive 20 minutes, um, <laughs> which is so funny. I'm like such an obsessed dog mom. Like sometimes I think I'm more obsessed with them than they are with me. But anyway, let's get let's get straight cracking into the um, episode today. I guess the first thing that I kind of wanted to talk about and cover is this idea that we should have our shit together in terms of how we actually feel or how we're navigating the situation. And it's really funny because I feel like a response I keep receiving from either clients, friends, family, whatever it may be, are these two opposing ideas, like these two sayings on different ends of the spectrum. And the first one is when I say to someone, how are you going? Like, how are you? I get this response, I'm pretty good considering. I'm pretty good considering. And this person is on a level of the spectrum where they're actually managing okay. They're like feeling really, really fine. But they say something along the lines of, I'm pretty good considering. And it's like, when you break that down, it's like considering what? Like considering all that's going on in the world right now, considering we're in the middle of a global pandemic, like what does that mean? And when I was kind of like trying to peel back, I guess, the layers of this, it just made me realize how much we say I'm pretty good considering as in terms of like, we are assuming that we should feel a certain way that isn't in alignment with how we feel. Because when you ask these people, hey, how are you going? How are you? And they say, I'm pretty good considering. It's like they're basically saying I am good, but I probably shouldn't be. Or I am good, but the way I'm supposed to feel is actually X, Y, Z, which is really, really interesting rather than just saying, hey, yeah, I'm managing really, really awesome. How are you? It's like we almost talk back our feelings as though we don't want to lean too much into joy. We don't want to lean too much into happiness. We don't want to be too open and honest about the fact that we actually are doing pretty awesome because a part of us 
thinks or has learned that, hey, when a stressful situation arises, you should feel stressed. So if you don't, it's weird. So instead of just saying, I actually feel really good, it's like, oh, I'm good considering what's going on. Like I know I probably shouldn't feel like this, but I do. Um, And I know that can be a little bit hard to wrap your head around, but it's just something that's been coming up for me, which is super, super interesting. And on the other end of the spectrum, the complete opposite end of the spectrum of that is when I say to clients, friends or family, how are you going? They might say something like, hey, yeah, I've been feeling really weird. I've been feeling a bit out of place. I've been feeling anxious. I've been feeling stressed. But, you know, I'm just reminding myself that um, others have it worse or they say, um, you know, everyone else is going through it too. And this always surprises me. And it's like, it's weird because it's not surprising because it's common, but it's surprising because it's so normal. And I, I just don't feel that this should be a normal way in which we speak or consider or approach things. Because when you say, you know, I'm feeling stressed and anxious, but others have it worse than me, or I'm feeling stressed and anxious, but everyone else is going through this too. You are devalidating, oh my God, can't even speak, your own feelings. Like you're basically telling yourself that you aren't allowed to feel what you feel because someone else is feeling something worse or someone else is experiencing something worse or other people are experiencing the same thing as you. So you're not allowed to feel shit about it. And it's just like, you know, the one thing that I hear a lot of the time, um, and this isn't even like right now, this is any time ever. I always come across people who are going through something really tough and they're like, oh, you know, um, I'm just reminding myself that, and then they use an example of, you know, what people are experiencing perhaps in a third world country or something like that. And then they're two, they're two totally different things. They're two totally different ideas and experiences. And we have developed this inability to be open and honest and guiltless about how we feel because we think that we're not allowed to feel that way if someone is experiencing something worse. And do you know what? It's all relative. Like just because someone has crippling anxiety and you only have mild anxiety, it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to seek help. It doesn't mean that you're not allowed to talk about the fact that you're anxious. Just because someone has, you know, some form of mental illness that you deem worse than your mental illness It doesn't mean that you don't have a mental illness or aren't deserving of help or support. You know, it's just like, it really just amazes me that we have really like, and and it's just, I don't know, I guess this current situation is just making it so much more prominent for me because it's really, really coming to a head. All of this stuff of people saying things and rather than just saying how they feel or rather than just talking what is on their mind, They kind of say how they feel, but then cover it up with, I know I shouldn't feel this way. And it's like they try to, they almost like belittle themselves into feeling guilty about whatever it is that's coming up. So they either feel shit and are like, oh, I know that I don't deserve to feel this bad. So, you know, like this is what I feel, but I I know that I shouldn't. Or it's like, hey, yeah, I feel really good, but I, I don't know, like... I, it's like we get scared to lean into joy in case all of a sudden shit hits the fan and we don't feel good anymore and we're just waiting to feel shit. You know, and another example is like, oh, I'm feeling really good at the moment, but I'm sure it just hasn't hit me yet. You know, it's just like, so the first thing I wanted to talk about is like just considering that, considering your words and how you speak to people in conversations and how you even speak to yourself and understanding that 
this way of like talking about feeling a certain way considering is leaning into the idea that there is a certain way to approach a situation there is a certain feeling to feel for each situation and that there's this you know black and white way of thinking in terms of if other people are experiencing it well you you aren't allowed to feel that too it's just like whatever comes up you're allowed to feel it just because someone else is dealing with it really well it doesn't mean that you're expected to deal with it too and remind yourself that we all have different levels of family support. We have different friendship groups. We have different morals, ethics, values. We have been through different past experiences in our lifetime, which have shaped our current perceptions. We have different support networks, financial security, and all of these things. So if everything in our lives are different, like no two people are in the exact same position. No two people have the exact same level of financial security, support, and previous history and experiences. So with us being so incredibly different, why would we expect to deal with situations the same? Like it just doesn't make any sense. You're not expected to deal with situations the same as everyone else is going to. You deal with situations however they come up for you, however you are perceiving and managing and That's the first thing I really wanted to talk about is just understanding that there isn't pressure to feel a certain way. And the idea that there is a pressure to feel a certain way has been completely created by, you know, um, external um, sources, I guess you could say. So this is your opportunity to take that and say, you know what, there is no certain way I can take the pressure off myself and I'm allowed to feel whatever I want to feel. And so my first piece of advice is actually looking at something like doing a journal prompt. Because I think journaling is a really great way to actually put into words how you're feeling. Because sometimes when you try to think about what you feel and it's just in your mind, you actually end up just feeling what you feel. And it can get a little confusing because you're you're just ticking around the thoughts in your mind and they're bouncing all over your brain to a point that you can't actually get it into a set idea or you know specific words and you just don't have a proper holistic understanding of what it is you even feel and so you end up just feeling confused when you have a journal prompt and an example of one that I would probably use is just literally the prompt what is on my heart today what am I feeling when you have that you are forced to actually take your thoughts and articulate them rather than just them bouncing all over your mind. You actually have to articulate what is it I feel and you can articulate that and then put it into words so that when you read it back to yourself or even as you're writing it out, you're making sense of that information, which is giving you so much understanding and really helping you ground into what it is that you do feel. The next step from that is I would journal about what out of these things um, that I am feeling is in or out of my control. So if there are any negative um, thoughts or feelings coming up for you, really, really assessing which are in your control and which are out of your control, and then taking an opportunity to say to yourself, okay, well, with the things that are in my control, is there, or well, if it's in your control, what is something that I can do right now to either better this situation, shift this perception or take action on the situation? If it's outside of your control, how can I shift my perception or release the worry? 
So you really, really can begin breaking down what it is, what is that I feel, what out of what I feel is in my control, what is out of my control, what can I actually change and how can I do something about this or how can I release this concern because I can't do anything about it. And this gives you so much, um, I guess, just clarity and lightness within yourself because you've actually got, I would say, specific specific steps to take, if that sort of makes sense. Like you can, you can actually do something with the information that is coming both in and out of your mind as you are articulating your own thoughts. I guess another thing that I wanted to, um, you know, talk about that kind of came up for me was the idea that I was thinking about if you rewound six months ago, if you even rewound like three months ago, if you were to ask someone what's what is one of the most um, stressful things that could happen in your life right now, I think for a lot of people, the top three worst things that they would have said could have happened is that they lost their job. And then here we are right now with so many people have lost their jobs. Like so, so, so many people have lost their jobs and we're all surviving. Like we're all getting through this and we're all doing okay. And it's just like, well, there you go. Like you're actually surviving something that three months ago would have been your worst possible scenario and you're, you're, you're managing it. And it's really interesting observing what's coming up because I obviously know a lot of people personally clients friends and family who have either been made temporarily redundant permanently redundant or um, have had their hours cut dramatically like they might have gone from a full-time to a part-time role and how differently everyone is just completely navigating this and some people have been quite stressed some people have been completely fine and some people have almost felt like a weight lifting off their shoulders and been like this is a blessing in disguise this is actually what I needed for myself. This is something that I never would have done, but I'm really glad it was forced upon me. And what I mean by that is so many people, so many people out there right now would have been in a position in their life where they've been thinking about retirement for the last two to five years and just keep saying, you know, I'll retire in another couple of years, I'll retire. And they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And now that they've been forced out of a job or, or they've had to close their doors and their business or whatever, so many people at the end of this are going to be like, you know what? Like, that was my time. I'm not going back. I am going to retire now. And they're going to, you know, get in a caravan with their husband or their wife and they're going to go around the country and they're, they're going to be okay to explore. And I think that's the beautiful thing about what's happening right now is so many people are experiencing this intense like ability to really, really sit or change or do what they truly want without guilt. And I think that's a really interesting thing. And I know one thing for me that I've said for the longest time, probably the last six months, is that I really want to get into yoga practice. And it's so funny because on a surface level, if you asked me, I would say that there are so many benefits to yoga, but for some reason, whenever I consider practicing yoga, there is this huge block for me that feels guilty. You know, I'm such an ambitious person. I'm such a go-getter that I feel guilty doing things like yoga or even reading a book that isn't a self-development book of writing, unless it's for content or business. So all of these things, like I love writing, like I love being creative, but I would never write unless it was for a piece of content 
unless it was for an email or something business related. You know, I love yoga, but in my mind, a workout may be a little bit more productive for me. And it's funny because I wouldn't I wouldn't consider that for anyone else. It's purely this this thing that I internalize and I, I am like my own biggest critic. And then there's things like, I love that people read fiction books. I love reading fiction books, but I can't bring myself to read a fiction book because I feel guilty, like my time should be better spent reading something like personal development or educational. And so all of these things that actually fill my cup I am coming to this realization that I wasn't truly leaning into them. I was disguising them into something else and telling myself that I was filling my cup or prioritizing um, self-care or all of these things. But really, every time I've done something to prioritize myself, I'm actually just trying to hit two birds with one stone, which totally defeats the purpose. So it's like, I'll be like, oh, I'm feeling really creative and I need to fill my cup. So I'm going to do some reading. Well, In an ideal world, I probably would read fiction, but I'll be like, yeah, reading self-development. I love this. Like, and don't get me wrong. I do. I take so much from self-development books, but sometimes we're just kidding ourselves in, in what we're telling ourselves because we don't want to admit that we actually have a fear about slowing down or we have a fear about not being perfect. You know, so I don't know. These are just some examples of, I know what's, what is really coming up for me. So I think, as I said, the beautiful thing right now is that so many people are being okay to sit still. So many people are having their coffee without scrolling on their phone. So many people are taking time to actually cook a nutritious meal or to go for a walk outside. So many people are actually calling their family and their friends. And like right now, there are so many introverts that are actually craving social interaction. It's hilarious, myself included. But so many people are doing like group FaceTimes with their family because they feel like they can't see their family, but they're probably now talking to them more than what they would if they could go see them. Like, it's just really, really bizarre to think about all of these things that we're making time and space for within our lives that previously we just wouldn't make time and space for. And so I I want to say to you that this is your opportunity to step up and step forward and really think about what it is that you really want to do and what is it that you've been putting off within your life and how can you bring more of that into your life and how can you be okay, you know, doing it or starting the thing and just doing it without without guilt. And then how can you make sure that when this all is over, that you can still show up and, and do those things for yourself because you've you've built an understanding that you need them. Like as a human being, you actually need these things because they make up who you are. And it's really interesting to say that they make up who you are, because I think, you know, coming back to this job thing and all of the stuff like that is that so many people are feeling lost right now because they identify themselves with their job. So if someone says like, Hey, like blah, 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 tell me about yourself. They'll, you're like, Oh, I'm, I'm a accountant. I'm a nurse. I'm a teacher. I'm, you know, X, Y, Z. And It's like, who are you? And then who we talk about ourselves as is actually our job. And we don't realize how much we identify ourselves into our work. And so I invite you to ask yourself right now, who am I without my work or things? Like if I didn't have things, if I didn't have a house or a car or animal, you know, pets, and I didn't have a partner and I didn't have all of these things and it was just me, myself and I and I was just 
I was just here being present in this moment. Who am I then? And I think for a lot of people, they would be like, oh my God, what does that even mean? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, who I am without all the things like, aren't the things me? Well, no, not really. Like who you are is what you feel called to do and what sparks joy within you and the conversations you like to have and the places you like to go and what you like to surround yourself with. Like that's who you are. And so in this quiet time, I realized that who I am is a creative and who I am is almost like, I guess you could say a guide. I like teaching and educating and sharing and even though I do that, obviously, as a paid job, I also would do that for free. Like if I could inspire someone and encourage them or share little pieces of advice and wisdom that I pick up along the way, I would do that. I love doing that. You know, I like writing and reading and, you know, being creative and being expressive. I like dancing to music and making a dickhead of myself. And I like doing all of these things. I like being expressive. And that's the thing I would say is that I'm a very expressive person. And if I was to rewind back on, you know, who I've been showing up as, I haven't really been showing up as a super expressive person, maybe in some way, but almost like a refined and neatened up version of that, if that makes sense. So, you know, I'm quite expressive. I use my hands a lot when I talk. I'm, you know, confident. I'll show up on Instagram stories and all of stuff like that. But I would reserve myself from being the whole part of my personality in a fear of being a little bit weird or a little bit odd or something like that. And you know what? I don't need to do that. I can just be me and I can accept that I am a little bit weird at times. I am a little bit odd and I'm so bloody goofy and I hold myself back from being my goofy self because I fear that that's not what people want to see. But if you take away the people and you take away my job and you take away, you know, my income and all of these things and who am I on my own? Well, I'm goofy. Like, so as I said, I invite you to just really take time to reflect and think about that. Who are you without your job and your car and your house and all of these things and what actually makes you happy and allow yourself to do more of that or be more of that and know that it's okay. And I do think that this time right now is just giving us so much strength and honestly what it is we need. And I feel like so many people that have have had their jobs taken away from them, you know, may have been people who were resisting making change or they were holding on too tightly to security. And so security got taken from them or so many people who are now in jobs that they're working like double time and crazy hours and they're feeling exhausted perhaps people who didn't believe that they would be able to show up fully in their lives, you know, maybe people who weren't making big jumps and courageous acts and now they're being forced to step forward into action. And so I really do believe that whatever it may be, and although we might not know why, I think that we are all getting what we need right now. And if we can lean into the feeling of being okay and understanding that, you know, this is for purpose and we are attracting what it is that we need in our lives and we're going to come out of this stronger and more resilient and more adaptive and whatever it is, then I think that it's really going to help us get through this time. And it's so funny. I'm I'm going to share this quote with you guys and it's hilarious because this quote is actually off Evan Almighty, which is so funny because lol, it's a comedy, but 
Oscar and I watched it the other night and although 99% of it was a comedy, there was a few um, profound things in it. And one of the scenes in the movie is when God comes up to um, comes up to Evan Almighty or Noah, he is in it, um, and he says something to you. He says, let me ask you something. If someone prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? If they prayed for courage, does God give them courage or does he give them opportunities to be courageous? If they prayed for their family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings or does he give them the opportunities to show love to each other? And I think that like when I heard that, I was like, this is insane because it so relates to now. And it's like whenever we manifest these things that we want, sometimes we don't directly get the thing. We get the opportunity to get the thing. And so much of what is happening now is, We're having things taken from us or given to us or situations changing. And although right now we might feel like they're not exactly what we want, perhaps if we just allow ourselves to see it from a different point of view, we may actually see that what we are experiencing right now is the opportunity to get what it is we truly want. And so maybe ask yourself in this moment, is there something that you have thought about in the past, but you kind of like squashed the thought down because you didn't think it was possible? Or is there something that you would really, really aspire to do or become or say or change that you maybe feel that you're not capable of? And is this maybe now an opportunity to do that? So If you've always thought about going back to university or changing careers, but you said that you couldn't afford it. And so you kept working and working and working to make money because you were scared to lose the money. But now you've been had your job taken away from you and the money's not there anyway. Well, what do you think now? Is this maybe an opportunity for you to say, you know what? Well, while I can't work for the next three months in my job or whatever, this is an opportunity for me to apply to do that study or you know, and this can apply to so many different areas of our life, relationships or whatever, but really use this as an opportunity to ask yourself, what, what can I do with this time? And who can I show up with this uh, within this time? How can I pivot and how can I adapt? And it's the same as so many companies that have been resistant to going online. For example, some of them are closing their doors, but others are being like, well, let's build a system. Let's create something. Let's sell online. Let's do this. Let's do takeaway, whatever it is. And do you think when all of this is over, they're just going to be like, all right, let's jump offline. Let's, let's get off. Let's close the doors on this innovative idea we came up with. No, what they're building now, they're probably going to continue with and expand on and grow even better with. And I think that this applies to our work and our life in so many ways. And This is one thing that I think is really, really, really important to talk about, not sitting in waiting, because I think a lot of people right now are feeling stuck. And so within feeling stuck, they think, oh, I'm just going to wait for all of this to blow over or to see what happens at the end or I'll apply for a job at the end or I'll take action when all of this is over. But the interesting thing is that we don't know when this is going to be over for one We don't know how long it's going to last. You know what? It could only be a couple of weeks. It could be six months. But the second thing is that people aren't putting their lives on pause or you aren't on pause just because a lot of things right now are closed or other things and businesses are on pause. Your life and your goals and who you are becoming and who you are growing into and shaping into right now 
that's not on pause. You are going to keep living and experiencing and going through each day. You're going to change a little bit each day because that's what we do as humans. You can't avoid change. People say that they hate change, but you change whether you do it consciously or not. Because think about who you are now and who you were five years ago. Many things you wouldn't have even tried to change, but they naturally happen through experience because we create new perceptions and understanding and views and values and and ideas based on what we experience. So our experiences make us change. So understand that over the next couple of months, you are going to change regardless. It's just whether you want to, you know, change by default or whether you want to take power and control over who you are changing into or what kind of lifestyle that your life is changing into. So do understand that this isn't a waiting game. This is about adapting and pivoting and being really, really conscious about your thoughts and your actions. This is about being really conscious about the type of person that you want to show up as every single day and ultimately the kind of person that you're going to come out of on the other side as. I do, as I said, invite you to really, really just take take some time, set some time aside to really process what is your feeling, really process where it is that you want to go and really process how you can take action and what things that you can do and apply and how you can adapt throughout this time so that the version of you who, you know, comes out of the other side of this is a better or whatever, like just a version of you that you want to become, I guess. Don't allow yourself to fall into default. Allow yourself to create who you are by conscious decision, by conscious and intentional actions. And the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about was um, just making sure that you are setting intentions and are being conscious about not only the actions you're taking, but also where your thoughts are going. Um, You know, one thing that I I love talking about, because I talk about a lot of things that are a little bit woo-woo, but I also like to tell you guys that, you know, the law of attraction and things like that, they're not... They're not just spiritual and they're not just woo-woo. They're scientific and they can definitely be explained in scientific ways. One thing that I love is actually the reticular activating system, which also gets shortened to RAS, which is a part of your brain, which in a very, very shortened and condensed version is kind of the part of your brain that it's basically a gatekeeper, which sifts through data to find what is important to you or what you think is important. And it also seeks information to validate your belief. So basically this part of your brain is literally designed to be this gatekeeper that's sifting through everything that you're thinking about right now. And it's basically just brings what's important to the front um, or makes it more prominent within your mind. So if you can write out affirmations, if you can set intentions for the day, if you can have a piece of paper where you're literally reading these positive things, if you're practicing gratitude every day, you're basically telling this system, hey, these are the things that are important to me. These intentions, these affirmations, these goals, these desires, these gratitudes, these things that I love in my life, they are important. And so because your reticular activating system, as I said, seeks information to validate your beliefs or what you think is important, 
then what it's going to begin doing is looking for more experiences, things, actions, whatever that validate those thoughts and experiences. So this is why, for example, if you think about a yellow car, all of a sudden you're going to see so many yellow cars or when you decide that you want to buy something, all of a sudden everyone's wearing it or owning it or, you know, you just see it everywhere because you have told yourself, hey, I want to buy this thing. And whatever you want to buy is obviously on some level important to you. So now your reticular activating system is scanning the world and data to receive information that aligns with what is important, which is the thing you wanted to buy. And I know that's a really, um, that's a really huge part of the brain and process and stuff that I really have tried to condense down very quickly. But if you have an understanding um, or at least a very, very basic understanding of RAS and how it works, you all of a sudden are like, shit, no wonder intentions are so important. No wonder setting these intentions and writing out these affirmations and sitting in my gratitude practice, because you know what, if you focus on what you're grateful for, your brain is literally going to seek out more things to be grateful for. If you tell yourself that being positive and showing up and, you know, being kind is important to you, you're going to, you know, your brain is going to start picking up on more people who are kind, more experiences who are kind. And this is why we attract more of what we think about into our life. Yes, on some level, we may be attracting it in, in terms of like magnetizing, but on a greater level, when we talk about attracting things, all we actually do is revealing them. All we're doing is revealing things that are already there, but our brain is choosing to see them. Whereas normally if we were being really, really negative, our brain wouldn't view those information, people, experiences as important. And so it would only scan for the negative because we are always in negative. So it believes the negative is important. So I hope that gives you guys a little bit of understanding as to why our thoughts and feelings are, are, do need to be really, really intentional. So as I said, take some time and really think about, you know, how you're actually feeling. Allow yourself to process all of your feelings. Know that there is no right or wrong. Feel whatever comes up for you in this situation. And then kind of just ask yourself, what is this providing me the opportunity to step into? And what would I like that opportunity to be? And then really, really think about some goals for you and what you can move into, how you can be grateful in this moment and all of those kind of things. And really, really do ground yourself and set some intentions moving forward and understand that, as I said, you're going to change regardless. So rather than changing by default, change by being really, really conscious and proactive about who you want to be, where you're going within your life and knowing that all of this stuff is going to come to an end. It's going to be inevitable that comes to an end. But as I said, when it comes to an end, everything's not going to go back to how it was before. So there is no point just sitting and waiting for it all to blow over because not only are you going to be changing, the whole entire world and how everything functions is changing. So rather than resisting that change, why not ride the wave and adapt and pivot with it? You know, so many more businesses are going to be online. So many more companies are going to be adaptive and changing the way in which they hire or, you know, allow more people to work from home, whatever it may be. Life is changing as we know it. You have an opportunity to really, really step forward and be conscious about who you're changing into and which paths you're taking throughout this. Or you can sit in and wait and think that everything's on pause, but it's not. It's not on pause. It's just different. We're still going through life. We're still clocking through day by day, just in a different way. So 
Be ready to adapt, be ready to pivot. And the more you are open-minded and the more you are ready to adapt and change and you know, really, really sit and focus on the good, the more you are going to come out the other side of this feeling so much more fresh and light and empowered because you know that you did absolutely everything that was within your power to, you know, kind of change your decisions and so forth. So I hope that kind of gave you guys a little bit of, um, you know, inspiration, actionable tools that you can take moving forward throughout this what I would say is a tricky time to navigate. Um, And if you do want a little bit more support, I have actually opened up the Jesse Williams Fit Squad, which is a Facebook group Um, and it's completely free. It's open to all women. So all you need to do is jump on Facebook, type in Jesse Williams Fit Squad, um, request to join, and then um, I'll approve you in there. And basically it's just a, a spot to be really, really supported by other women and myself, learn things, you know, post whatever. And it's basically just a nice, happy, healthy, healthy, um, fitness, um, mindset kind of hub. I guess that's, that's about it. But I think that wraps up today's podcast, but I hope you all have a lovely day an amazing weekend, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this, I suppose, but, um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.